It's time to play the show. The bell has rung, and that big show might be over. But it's time for us to bring wrestling information you can enjoy with the match predictions, analysis, the ups and downs of professional wrestling, all reaction, some beverage drinking to bring you logic on tap with your good brothers. It's time for you to look into the eyes of Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder on Beer, Blues, and BS. So should I do some wrestling news and reviews of this past weekend, Sunday night's AEW Revolution? Yeah, we should probably get that done. I mean, it's on the run sheet. We should, we should cover it. Well, I mean, if we cover it now, it's in the show, and then it comes out eventually, and then we can say that we didn't skip or forget about a show. So let's uh, roll with it, I suppose. Everybody good on their drinks? Need to mm-hmm. load up on another? <laughs> <laughs> I still got All about right. half of this one. Very good. I'm just scrolling back to my predictions. So... <clears throat> This show, oh, I should open up. Hold on. I'm sorry. I, I didn't have all of my documentation ready. I had it ready, and then I went to a different page. And I, I know it's just simply disappointing. Okay. So, Local Geek, I know you are somewhat new, but not new because you watch all of our content. And thank you. And I'm sorry at the same time. So with the wrestling shows, what we do, Howard and I specifically, and then sometimes we get other people to also add in their predictions just to make us not feel as bad when we only get two right of the matches on the show. So what we do, talk about the matches. Here's a preview. These are the people involved. It's for this or it's a regular match, blah, blah, blah. Then who do you choose? This team, this team, or that person, that person. Sometimes we occasionally will have an extra stipulation. Will so-and-so appear? How many things of this will happen? They're mentioned before the show itself. Howard, well, he's got things going on. He's glued to the wall somewhere in the corner, so he can't actually watch the show. Me, I put myself through the pain, so y'all don't have to. It's, it's my contribution to the show and to society. I'm a glutton for punishment. You're welcome. So with this show, it's All Elite Wrestling's Revolution 2023. This time, coming to you live from the Chase Center in San Francisco, California. Attendance, 9,000. That seems awfully low to me. But... It, it is what it, it is. I, I will say, Kidder, I did see a, a photo of, um, gosh, I forget who's, oh, it was um, of Mark Briscoe from there where he was standing up and the place looked empty. So, so during the show did not look empty. Uh, they were the, uh, as they called it, zero hour, which would in WWE terms would be the kickoff show. You know, they actually have a match on their promo show the hour before the show to make you buy into the show. So either way, what we do, get the predictions. I send in my predictions via text message. So they are digitally recorded for later because I probably forget, especially in this instance. And they are time stamped, date stamped. So Howard the ref doesn't need to get involved going, ah, you didn't send these in before it. And I go, I have proof, dude. So there. The fir- what? We can sound like Howard the ref's a bad guy. Just keeping it fair down the middle. As a heel. Yes. So, <laughs> so again, here we are. AEW Revolution 2023, the match on Zero Hour, the kickoff. This features Mark Briscoe, whose brother Jay tragically passed away in uh, January or into February. It was already over about a month ago, and so may he rest in peace. 
Mark Briscoe teams up with the Lucha Brothers, Pental, uh, Penta El Zero Miaro, and Ray Phoenix with uh, Alex Abrantes as their manager. They face Ari Davari and the varsity athletes Josh Woods and Tony Nice, accompanied by Smart Mark Sterling. This was a six man tag team match. Nothing on the line, just the record. I pick the uh, Lucha Brothers and Mark Briscoe to pick up the victory in this match. Same. Local Geek, you're playing along. Choose a team. I guess I'm going to follow suit on that one. You guys seem pretty confident. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, don't don't let that fool you. Howard hasn't seen <laughs> AEW in like a year, and uh, I, I'm not always that good at picking. I've only had one clean sweep. So, <laughs> all right, here we go. So this match was 12 minutes, 50 seconds. Also, just to mention that this match started around 15 minutes into zero hour. So just like WWE, they're throwing a bunch of filler at you. Uh, basically, the quick and dirty down about the observations and moments with the match. The Lucha Brothers typically don't wear matching ring gear, but in this instance, they were looked nice. Mark Sterling, he's a great idiot and a great manager, plays it well. Uh, Ray Fanix does a lot of different cool moves and does stuff that most other people cannot do. Great to watch. Uh, he also took a huge and nasty hit in the corner after a brain buster, which it looked like it broke his neck, but thankfully he's okay. And uh, there was also a bad landing later on in the corner where Ray Fenix tried to hit a Hurricane Rana. Didn't quite work out. Had a nasty a bump at the end. Okay, so uh, El, uh, Pento El Zero Miedo took a lot of the uh, offense as they started the match. <clears throat> there were some good spots in it. Lots of action back and forth. I mean, uh, Howard, you've seen Tony Nice in his WWE days. So, you know, he is the premier athlete, even though he spells premier wrong because there's no E at the end. Fight me on it. I don't care if you don't have the E on the end of premier. You're an idiot because you're not a Canadian premier. It is different. Fight me. So. Mark Briscoe gets involved. Great reaction. The crowd's chanting for him, and they started chanting for Jay as well. Again, rest in peace. So they were having a good time. They took everybody out. Briscoe Lucha Brothers ended up with the win. Nice opening move and bout there. 12 minutes, 50 seconds. Not a terrible match for the buy-in, as it were. And now Howard's got his glasses down and he's looking. You should probably use the glasses if you're trying to find it. Maybe it'll clarify the situation. Uh, no, I just I realized like, oh, wait, we usually keep score on this. Um, ah, I had to find a pen. Hmm. Well, uh, uh, let's get some paper here. here uh, you need a pen? I got uh, one. Here you go. I'll, I'll be right down for it. Okay, I'll see you in like an hour. <laughs> Not only to get out of your, your driveway and your neighborhood, but then to get down here. Well, and, and Lefty is already at the hospital, so that means I'm taking the little two-wheel drive car. Sweet. It's going to be a fun night for you. <laughs> All right, let's carry on. Now we have officially started AEW Revolution. Uh, opening portion. They don't quite do the opening videos like WWE does. They just welcome everybody to AEW Revolution. <laughs> I'm kind of okay with that because the WWE videos 
have not been that good for quite some time. So just give me the extra money that you paid to make the video. Give it to me in the in the pyro. I'm good with that. So your first match of the evening, officially. Absolute Ricky Stocks and Chris Jericho. The Ocho. He's a wizard, baby. This is a singles match. And the Jericho Appreciation Society banned from ringside. Going first, I choose Absolute Ricky Stocks, baby. Yeah. You know, I said the last AEW pay-per-view that uh, I need to give Ricky Starks a bit more credit. And to do that, I'm going to pick Jericho. <clears throat> yeah. Local geek? I'm going to go with Jericho, too, mostly just because I like Fozzie. <laughs> All right. Well, this match, 13 minutes, 35 seconds. Now, as soon as the bell rings... The absolute one. That's, of course, Ricky Starks. All over the demo god. My question is, what is he demoing? Like, I know there's a demigod, but he's a demo god. I'm just... Maybe Howard the Ref can make a ruling on that, too, because he's judging a lot tonight. So, there's that. So, <clears throat> Ricky Starks was in control for a good portion of the match as we continue good to watch now as it continued jericho switches focus and goes after the injured ribs of absolute ricky stocks the pace did end up slowing down because ricky starks is showing off that his uh, midsection is hurting and that jericho could punish his op opponent by focusing a lot of his fury uh, Starks got hit by a code breaker. Starks ended up kicking out. Huge pop of the crowd kept himself in it. He speared Jericho a few moments later, but he couldn't get the pin either. Then here's where the shenanigans start a little bit. Sammy Guevara comes down, distracts the ref. Jericho grabs his bat, hits Ricky Stocks, but guess what? The Stroke Daddy, that's also Ricky Starks, blocks the Judas effect and hits his finisher for the one, two, and three. Yes, the winner of this match is absolute Ricky Starks. couple things there. Ricky Starks had his ribs taped up, selling that injury from the Jericho Appreciation Society earlier on. Uh, the crowd was... About half and half with uh, positive reactions for both wrestlers. There was a really cool triangle drop kick. Ricky Starks had a tornado DDT off the middle rope that had some nice, sweet action to it. And uh, Ricky Starks' spear had a, uh, a big pop to it as well. There you go. 13 minutes, 35 seconds. On a match number three on the card, <clears throat> this one featuring Jungle Boy, Jack Berry, and Christian Cage in a final burial match. What is that? Well, it's basically a casket match, if you're familiar with that. Local geek, I know you're not huge into the wrestling sort of thing. So this means that there's a casket it's placed up on the entrance ramp in an area off to the side, and you have to beat the crap out of your opponent so badly that you throw them into the casket and close the top for you to get the victory. I pick... Let's see, who did I pick on this one? Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Howard Jungle Blues. Boy's my pick there. Okay. I'll, uh, I will also take Jungle Boy. A trifecta of jungle. So this match, 14 minutes, 50 seconds long, is pretty brutal. Aggressive right away. In fact, uh, not too long, Christian Cage started getting 
beat up pretty bad, so he attempted to leave through the crowd. But Jack Perry caught him, dumped a fan's beer on his head. Man, that was like 20 bucks down the drain. They started going back and forth, very evenly matched, and they tried to set the pace pretty high, which was nice. It got a little weird to me because toward the end of the match, suddenly they started moving up the ramp, and I'm like, oh, they need to finish the match. All right. Uh, As a note, Christian Cage was wearing a sleeveless turtleneck because, well... It's a look. Uh, if you're a fan and a wrestler stole your beer to dump on somebody, would you be mad and demand a replacement or would you be okay with it? Hypothetically, what do you all say? You know, I'd be upset. I'd be upset. You know, because knowing me and uh, this is only the second match of the show, that beer is still pretty full, Kidder. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of beer in it. Local geek, would you be pretty mad? I'd be a little upset, but I'd probably be, you know, somewhat okay with it just because it probably is something that maybe would have got me up on one of the screens or something. Mm -hmm. Your 10 seconds of fame on pay-per-view. Gotcha. Uh, Christian Cage at one point blew a kiss to Jack Perry's sister who was sitting in the front row. Good heel move. It... It was also somewhat hard to see if Christian was sweating a lot because of that turtleneck or uh, if you, you know, as they say, blew up. Uh, We talk about running down to the ring, doing high pressure moves and getting blown up. So you're out of out of gas. Uh, Aside from uh, that, there is an interesting move. Uh, that uh, Christian Cage was up on the steps. Jungle Boy looks like he had fallen more to one side than he intended to when Christian Cage tripped him. He landed right on the edge of it, and it looked like that some bitch really hurt. Uh, Also, uh, Jungle Boy at the end, it... It was kind of an awkward move. Okay. So as we get toward the end, they move up toward the coffin. They're up on the ramp. There's some bigger risks. They're fighting each other, dropping each other. Some technical moves happening up there as well, which we know doesn't work because you need to put your opponent in the casket and close the top. So there's that. Jungle Boy ends up getting a couple chairs. Puts Christian on the chairs, hits the concerto, which, of course, is chair underneath, head, and then chair shot to the top. Jungle Boy picks him up, throws him into the cage, and here's where the awkward moment comes in because Jungle Boy stood there and looked at him for a while, which seemed, you know, as you're watching it live, like an awkwardly long period of time. Close the casket, like slam the top, and the whole the whole thing whoo, boom, drops to the floor uh, where you can't see it anymore because then, you know, it's out of the public's eye. Christian can get out and be attended to, but officially your winner, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Any thoughts? Quick reaction. Okay, good. Next one is for the Trios Championship. This features the Trios Champions, the Elite. I have words for that. That features Kenny Omega and brothers Matt and Nick Jackson. Again, the champions. They were accompanied to the ring by Brandon Cutler and Michael Nakazawa. Versus the House of Black, featuring Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews with Julia Hart. I pick the House of Black because F the Elite. Uh, I also am going to pick the House of Black, but mostly because I like the House of Black. 
the elite are fine. I'm going to go ahead and go with the elite just to be different. Well, F you. F the elite. <laughs> I'd swear and do things, but Howard would be mad at me. Both Howard and Howard the ref. He's already here. A future Howard. I'd have three Howards, the trifecta of Howards, pissed at me, and I wouldn't even get a trio's champion out of it. So let's move on to the match. <clears throat> the House of Black enters the arena first. Black, mysterious, lights up, the lights down, smoke, fog everywhere, mysterious. Uh, this match, 18 minutes long, exactly, by the way. Then, the Elite heads out. They are now using the song from Kansas, Carry On Wayward Son. <sighs> Just throwing money at things now. So, good exchange at the, 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 the beginning. Uh, with the trios matches, they have to have a lot going on. It's essentially a six-man tag team match. You have to have a lot happening. And thankfully, there is a lot going on. Uh, they ended up having a stalemate because they're exchanging holds. They're doing counters. They're doing cool moves. Very good. Then everything just went nuts. People are coming in, diving over the top, move here, big spot over there, counter over the top. This is things flying everywhere. It's like there's a monster truck show in town. No rules of the tag contest match or anything else. How are the ref? How do you feel about everything breaking down and nobody adhering to the rules of the tag match? I mean, you know, it's going to happen. But do you like it? Not really. But then again, six-man tags are kind of boring. So I'm not a huge fan of those. Mm. Okay. So there's a lot happening. They're going back and forth off the top rope, off the side, off the ring, here and there, everywhere. It's just stuff going on. Uh, thankfully, a lot of technical things happening fluidly. So it didn't look stupid, and they weren't screwing up to botch happy about that now at one point toward the end omega accidentally hit julia hart with the v trigger when she was on the ring apron which of course pissed off the house of black allows them to take control now as we talk about some of the uh, other notes happening in the match the presentation of their entrance great uh Basically, it, it is kind of setting up a singles program between Buddy Matthews and Kenny Omega. Eh, I just don't want to see Kenny Omega wrestle is what it is. Uh, Matt Jackson at one point asked uh, Brody King to tag in and then regretted it. I mean, was it a botch or was it planned? Eh. Uh, Brody King also smoked Kenny Omega against a chair at ringside. Fantastic. Hopefully he'll be out for a while again. Did I say that? Um, also, that whole thing I just talked about with Julia Hart being on the apron, the setup was somewhat painful to watch because it was awkwardly long, but the hit itself good. So again, close calls here. They're doing the, the two count, two count, two count. Suddenly huge, huge uh, hit there. House of black with a one, two and three. Yes. They are your new AEW World Trios Champions. Congratulations, the House of Black. You deserve it. Woohoo. Glad to see them uh, getting a title. Yeah. Local geek, you excited? You happy? Interested? Getting drunk? 
<laughs> Something you drink. The more you drink, the more we can continue to talk wrestling. Eddie's out. I, I am empty it. again. Get fill that glass up, man. It's been a week. <laughs> well, okay, I'll go get another one. <laughs> he begrudgingly says, like, oh man, I mean, if I have to. I mean, this is about the time I needed a pee break in the pay-per-view anyway, so. <laughs> and Howard's gluing himself to something. I'm, I'm working on a sea giant. I mean, I am trying to kill off this keg of mini DNA so that I have a keg to put a new beer into. So. I mean, if you were trying, you, you could have, uh, you know, shared a couple extras uh, just throwing it out there if you don't don't really want it i mean you might know a couple guys who host the show about beer and stuff that would you know maybe drink a couple of them or five <laughs> i don't know i might just have to bottle the rest of it up who knows <laughs> yeah he's gonna stay up all night just sitting there putting them in bottles now <laughs> all right don't stay up all night Okay, here we are. Match number five, if you're keeping track at home on the official full card of the show. This is for the AEW Women's World Championship, a fatal three-way match. The champion, Jamie Hayter, accompanied by Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, with versus Soraya. Accompanied by Tony Storm and versus Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. I, in this uh, match, picked Soraya to win. For those of you who aren't familiar with Soraya, don't know the backstory, Soraya is formerly known as from the WWE Paige, who, again, I saw win her first main roster championship in Nolans back at the Raw after WrestleMania 30. I'll take Jamie Hader. I'm going to go with Kidder on this one and go with the Soraya. Here, I thought that you would go with the other person because there's three of us, so I thought you'd go with Ruby Soho. <laughs> <laughs> I contemplated. Okay. But, uh, Soraya was my gut instinct right away, so that's what I'm going with. Alright. He's going with it. This match... 10, 10, 10, 10 minutes long. Exactly. So here we go. Jamie Hayter and Soraya start after each other right as the bell rings. But of course, Ruby Soho like, hey, what about me? So she gets in the middle, starts throwing her uh, limited weight around. All three of them were involved in most of the match, which was very nice to see because sometimes in WWE, somebody gets blasted and then they go sit outside the camera's viewpoint for a good five plus minutes. So there were some great sequences throughout the match. Now, not terrible at all. Ruby Soho redid her hair. So it was it is somewhat difficult to explain how it looked but uh ruby soho typically has very short hair but this was like i don't know obviously not a hairstylist so difficult for me to explain it was done differently and was very interesting uh jamie hater has a had a huge pop at this show so that's uh good for her at one point in the match, Jamie Hayter suplexed both women at once. Good display of power and strength. And I do have to say, because, you know, uh, individuals such as the local geek might not be familiar with Soraya. She had uh, some terrible neck injuries, neck trauma, ended up having surgeries and rehabilitation wwe wouldn't let her wrestle she ended up leaving once her contract was finished moving over to AEW because she was cleared to wrestle and had gone through the proper therapy channels but in the time there was years and so do you develop what uh, they call in the industry ring rust you just get sloppy 
like a newer wrestler would because you haven't done it in such a long time. Uh, she actually looked really, really good in this match. No botches, errors. She wasn't appearing to have difficulty running back and forth. The cardio seemed to be good. So very good there. Now, the ending, kind of weird. Because Ruby Soho ended up, you know, being in the match as a prominent point. It really felt like she would be the winner because she was against the AEW originals and the outsiders. She was caught in between, as it were. Well, the finish was not as a result of a finisher, Howard. Jamie Hayter retains by pinning Ruby Soho after a series of combinations between both of them. So, basically, uh, uh, Tony Storm and Surrey attacked Jamie Hayter after the bell until Britt Baker came in to try and make the save. Then Ruby Soho comes in between, takes out all four of them, but... She she was going to seemingly help uh, uh, Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker as she held uh, Jamie Hayter's arm up. But then, bam! Bam! Ruby Soho takes out both of them. She has sided with Tony Storm and Soraya as officially aligning with the outsiders. So now the outsiders are Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho. They like spray painting green L's on people they beat. <laughs> Ten minutes. Ten! Questions, comments, concerns? Yeah. So you're saying yeah. I'd have been right either way. I mean... I gotta throw that one over to the local ref. <laughs> mm. Defer. It's a good management technique. <laughs> well, I mean, Jamie Hader got the pin. That's all that matters. Yeah. There he goes, being selfish about his damn points. All right. Next match on the card is the Texas Death Match. Because if you go to Texas, you die. This features Hangman Adam Page and yeah! Moxley. Uh, I picked um, John Moxley. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Adam Page. I'll be different. Go with the hangman. All right. So this match, 24 minutes, 45 seconds in length. This one is a Texas death match, which means there are like pretty much no rules and almost anything goes. And it's AEW. So somebody will bleed within seconds. <sighs> So here we go. Right away. Bing, ding, ding. They go after each other. They're beating the crap out of each other. They take each other out into the crowd. They beat the crap out of each other in the crowd. Two minutes into the contest, Mox grabs a piece of barbed wire, but Paige counters, uses it against him, and we've got blood again. Two minutes into the match, and... My God, they're, they're bleeding all over. So here we go. The red runs wild. Yes. At this point, not even more than probably two more minutes. Adam Page has been busted open and both of them are bleeding and they are clearly bleeding. <clears throat> Mayhem everywhere. Up, down, over the side. They're using weapons and cutting each other open everywhere on their body their faces their foreheads their backs their arms they are cutting each other open in fact at one point moxley grabs a fork 
I don't know where the fork he got a fork, but he found one and he grabbed Hangman Page, put him in a sleeper hold, and started stabbing Hangman's forehead with a fork. It was wicked hardcore, let me tell you. So, if you are one of those hardcore wrestling fans who enjoys the sight of and laughs at the sight of blood, this is your match. Because there was red everywhere. In fact, at one point, both of them pretty much stopped bleeding because, you know, blood coagulates and clots to, you know, stop the bleeding. Well, they busted each other open again so they could continue bleeding. Yay! There were even tables with barbed wire set up on them, so they put each other through those tables. It was horror, horror for so long, but oh, so awesome to watch. Not for the faint of heart. It's kind of like when Slipknot first debuted and kids went there like, yeah, I'm hardcore. And then they pass out halfway through the concert. It's that sort of intense. So as we continue this Texas death match, more moments of the quick two counts and they almost have the victory. But Guess what? They're trying to go for the 10 count victory of beat the crap out of each other and leave them sitting for almost 10 seconds. The 10 counts as it were supposed to be. So each time as they continued on, the other got up. They continued beating the crap out of each other. Well, at one point toward the end of the match, Hangman ended up having to hang Moxley over the top rope with a chain around his neck, hanging there, forcing Moxley to tag out because he was going to hang himself. So a couple observations. Hangman Adam Page used special music for this match, and Howard would like this one. Is the riders in the sky? A Blues Brothers throwback for you guys. Uh, interesting thing. I mentioned the fork as well. There was a power bomb onto a chair spot. It was almost a disaster because the chairs were set up like like this with the the pointy pieces in the middle thankfully moxley dropped so he didn't smoke his back on the hard top points of the chairs but instead got blasted on the seat portion of the chair and at a couple different points in the match uh, both wrestlers wrapped barbed wire around their arms to take out the other person would that not hurt yourself too in the process? I mean, just just kind of a thought and a question, right? Uh, on top of that, uh, this this was also uh, an interesting spot. Now, Moxley grabbed bricks from underneath the ring, right? So they are bricks, you know, a brick. You can't fake a brick. So. At one point, again, you put a brick here, a hand here, and another brick here, and then a stomp to smash Hangman's hand. That's got to hurt. And then on top of it, a few minutes later, the brick gets smashed into somebody else's head. You know, that also... You know, hurts. But anyway, uh, at this point, Hangman Adam Page comes out with the victory, comes out on top in that match. 24 minutes, 45 seconds. Um, yeah. Um, this, this is all I got to say, Kidder. But the brick didn't move. Like with a sponge brick, you would you would see it. It's like SpongeBob, right? It, it, it didn't move, Howard. The brick was solid. Get her. I'm, I'm just refuting the fact that you said you can't fake a brick. Yeah, you can't fake a real brick. That's a fake brick toy. It's faked itself. 
it's right, fake. But, but it's, it's a, a fake brick. You right, can't fake right. a real brick. That's a clearly a fake brick. What kind of crap are you bringing in here? Well, yes, because you said you can't fake a brick, meaning like you can't make a fake brick. Ta-da! Oh, brick. I see what he's doing. He's trying to get the fake technicalities in here. That's clearly a fake brick. It's like bleeding clearly or clearly bleeding. Okay, I see how the Howard the ref. There he goes. There he goes. Okay. Clearly, I googled fake brick. I mean, I, I think I know how to settle this, Howard. Mm. We just need to get Jonah on the show. That would be true. He would know how to fake a brick. But that's a fake brick. Right. You said you can't fake a brick. So yeah, you can't, can. fa- you can't fake a real brick. Who's right? Let's move on before I drive comments. back up there. <laughs> I'm going to drive up there with a brick. How do you like this? Is this a fake brick? Careful. I got kids, man. I got kids. So you what? can't You're wrestle? You're going to wake them up. <laughs> oh, well. You be the one screaming, so I guess just control your screams. I, I don't know. <laughs> right? Eh. Anyway, get it's, on it, It's for the kids. <laughs> Did you glue yourself to something yet? I'm no, no. Asking for a friend. Okay. Next up on the card, this is for your AEW TNT Championship. Featuring champion Samoa Joe and Warlow. Uh, This match, 13 minutes, 35 seconds in length. I went with Warlow. I'm also going to go with Warlow. Let's make that a trifecta. Okay. All right, and we're off. Bell rings. Wardlow goes straight after Samoa Joe. So Wardlow's beating him up. Joe turns it around, hits him with a suicide dive. Of course, there's a lot of Samoan human coming at you there. Wardlow turns things around on, uh, again, Samoa Joe. Starts getting a little bit of an upper hand, which is really nice. These two guys... They're two big, big dudes. They're going after it. So they got some big moves. They're getting them in. few things that we don't usually see from them either, like Wardlow running up the ropes, hitting a corkscrew off the top. Cool spot there. And also, apparently, there are people who say Wardlow is Jeff Hardy in Batista's body. I don't know how I feel on that statement. Kind of weird. The crowd a little bit over uh, at this point because, you know, Moxley and Page had just finished. So they're still reacting, but uh, not, you know, I don't know, as into it as maybe they would have been at a different point had the card been rearranged. So uh, at this, this point, uh, they are throwing out different things than what they would normally do. Great match up there. Uh, toward the end of the match, they're again going after each other. Close submission moves and Wardlow puts Samoa Joe into a chokehold. Samoa Joe passes out the new TNT champion. Wardlow. 13 minutes, 35 seconds. Yeah, not surprising. Uh, it's, yeah. Um, my apologies. It was 10 minutes, 40 seconds. I was looking at the next match because I scrolled down too far. <laughs> Clarity. So there you go. Wardlow, your new TNT champion. And then... This past Wednesday, he had a match against Powerhouse Hobbs, who won the brass ring in the uh, Battle Royale ladder match. And Powerhouse Hobbs cheats, gets the victory, 
And Powerhouse Hobbs is now the TNT champion. So Wardlow made it, uh, what, three days as the TNT champion after Revolution. Yeah, kind of interesting with that. Anyway, here we go. It is time. Oh, unless you had comments. Nah, nah. Keep going. Okay. <clears throat> now it is time for the AEW World Tag Team Championship match, a fatal four-way tag team match. In fact, featuring the AEW World Tag Team Champions, The Guns, also potentially somewhat known as The Gun Club. Also, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, The Acclaimed, and Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. In this match, I choose the acclaimed because everybody loves the acclaimed. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm going to be a little different. I'm going to choose the, uh, the gun club. I'm liking the gun club, too. Suspicious. Okay. Gun club. Right. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I think the acclaimed are a bit flash in the pan. I think their gimmick is going to get old. So, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, that's well. Why. The acclaimed were accompanied by Billy Gunn, of course, the father of Austin and Colton Gunn. And Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett were accompanied by Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh. And we're off. This match, 13 minutes, 35 seconds. It was, you know, all over the place, of course. Uh, All teams had uh, different gear. And uh, there were the the normal shenanigans, Fatal 4-Way doing what they could back and forth the double team spots there were comedic moments which is also nice hijinks outside interference of course and uh austin colton had uh each had basically half of sean michael's entrance outfits but separately kind of weird to see sanjay dutt is very annoying at ringside. Uh, he had a moment with Danhausen, of course, Danhausen being the comedic genius. He is had uh, pretty good there. Uh, also Billy Gunn hit Satnam Singh with a fame asser. It was pretty rough to watch, but, uh, he deserved it. So, Outside interference shenanigans. Here it is. One, two, three. The guns cheat, take out Danhausen, and retain the titles. They get a post-match interview in the ring, and the guns were confronted by FTR, baby. That's right. They're back. So, well, the guns are the winners. FTR has returned and are wanting to challenge for those AEW Tag Team Championships. A side note as well, announced this past Wednesday night, Orange Cassidy again successfully defended the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. (laughs) Well, this coming uh, Wednesday night, he will face uh, Jeff Jarrett, Double J, as they retire the All-Atlantic title, leveling it up to the AEW International Championship. Hmm. Finally changing the wrong we pointed out like a year ago when they debuted the stupid thing. Why is it Atlantic Championship when it has Japan on it? Who's in the Pacific? What is wrong with you? Uh, they probably just failed geography. Yeah. All right. Uh, comments on that 
award-winning match. Oh, I didn't know it was award-winning. I didn't either. I just, you know, some people award things for no reason. There you go. Local Geek, thoughts? He's like, why am I involved in this? (laughs) I didn't know we were going to be this thorough with it. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm just throwing out things. You know, maybe somebody's got something to say. You got something to say? Huh? Huh? Okay. No, we're done. Moving on. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. This features the AEW World Champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, and the uh, something or other dragon, uh, Brian Danielson. So in, in this instance, I decided to choose Brian Danielson. Mm. Mm. Listen, as a longtime fan of, of Brian Danielson, uh, he likes to put people over more than he does to actually hold the title. I think he's going to let MJF get it. Plus, MJF has been so hot right now, I don't think they take the title off of him. So, I'm going to stick with MJF. MJF was my gut instinct, so that's where I'm going to go. Okay. Well, this is a 60-minute Iron Man match. Good Lord, I hate Iron Man matches. (laughs) (sighs) it's like watching paint dry on television it just does not translate well so mjf had special production for his entrance there's an orchestra and music and he ended up wearing uh his mask when he was the joker at all out if you want to know our reaction and insight into that go back a few episodes to aew all out as we dissect that uh, of course, Brian Danielson came out to his normal music and some yes chants and that and this and that. So, technical so- showcase, both of them doing the technical moves, both pr- trying to prove who is superior and basically came up to a stalemate. MJF offered a handshake at one point and Brian Danielson kicked it away, that bastard. So before either man scored a fall, Brian Danielson began to favor his left arm, which was injured leading up to the match. So he's playing into that. He's wearing tape on the shoulder. MJF was targeting that. So about 20 minutes in, they started slowing down. But here we go. 25 minutes in, Brian Danielson with the first pin. After the the uh, running knee. The move that beat John Cena! Oh, no laugh out of Howard, I thought. No, all right. Carry on. Uh, so, basically, they started beating the crap out of each other. And just over a minute later, MJF was pissed, low-blowed, Brian Danielson with the disqualification MJF now down by two. Not 10 seconds later, MJF rolls up. Brian Danielson gets a pin. It is now two to one in favor of Danielson. Three seconds later, MJF gets another pinfall because he rolls him up again and ties it up two to two. As we continue along, here we are, 40 minutes into the match at this point. MJF gets the heat seeker on Danielson, and with the pin, goes up three to two. Nine minutes later, Brian Danielson puts, yes, puts MJF into a submission. The regal stretch, a la... William Regal for a submission and three to three. Yes, it is a tie once again. 
That brings us all the way up to the <clears throat> 60 minutes have passed. It is a draw. I must also mention, with less than a minute remaining, Brian Danielson applied the single leg crab to counter the pin. He is cranking on MJF's leg, and right as the buzzer rings, MJF hits the tap. Of course, it is past 60 minutes, does not count. So they're going, MJF wins, yay! The medics come down. Gives him the belt, and of course, the checking on Brian Danielson. And wait, Tony Schiavone. Uh huh, uh huh, yep, yep, okay, yep, yep, mm hmm, mm hmm. All right, yep, I'll, uh, absolutely. Puts the headset down, goes down to the ring, grabs a microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been um, notified by Tony Khan that he's not going to let anybody leave. I mean,. Local geek is now a cat hanging from a tree with a moon behind him. This match will go into overtime. It is sudden death. The next pinfall wins. And so, ding, 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 the bell rings once again. And yes, they continue. Now, barely escaping a heel hook submission. MJF has distracted the official. The official over on the other side of the ring. MJF down by the side of the ring apron. An elk just ran through the arena. Brian Danielson comes back over to try and grab MJF, and MJF grabs the oxygen tank, bam, right into the American Dragon's face. Oh, no, humanity. The ref didn't see it. He falls over. He's toast. MJF comes running in. And with the bell lock submission. Takes out Brian Danielson and MJF gets the victory by submission. And ladies and gentlemen, your DraftKings screwy finish of the night goes to MJF for cheating with the oxygen tank. <clears throat> At one point, MJF was throwing some trash out into the audience. He also dumped a drink. He grabbed a drink from a kid and dumped it on him. Uh, the child was legitimately pissed. <laughs> And uh, later, AEW officials apologized and brought him backstage so he could actually meet his favorite wrestler, who happened to be Powerhouse Hobbs. So that was nice of AEW to smooth that over. Um, there was a, a spot where MJF put Danielson through a table with a huge elbow drop. That wasn't too bad. And uh, MJF ended up bleeding quite a bit. And at one point turned into an alien. No, wait, that's just local geek. Uh, MJF was bleeding more than Moxley and Hangman at one point. <coughs> also, MJF hit a tombstone from the middle turnbuckle, which made you go because of obviously brian danielson's neck issues throughout the year so one hour five minutes 20 seconds that match officially over with and we have concluded the overall championship uh and pay-per-view uh thoughts there um sounds like an okay pay-per-view and uh for those who want to know the score uh tied for second place is kidder and the local geek with Five correct. Uh, I ended up winning with seven. I sent some shenanigans. I did pretty good for having pretty much no idea who any of the people were. <laughs> and that shows that it really doesn't take anything to know anything about pay per views. You just, uh, 
go back to what Howard and I used to do when we would go to restaurants and there was UFC on the TVs. I'll pick that guy in the yellow trunks. You get the red trunks. Okay. Next match, we would flip and the other would get to pick. I'll take the one in the black trunks. Okay, you get the blue trunks. No science behind it. No cares. Yeah! He beats the crap out of him. Man, that guy sucks. <laughs> you have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty.